Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong, and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God doesn't. So friends, welcome. Good morning, church. My name is Pastor Donna and... I'm Pastor Stan. And we are thrilled to welcome you to worship this morning. It's a great joy to be together in this beautiful space on this beautiful day. And we encourage also all of you who are joining online to make sure that you have some communion elements handy. Whatever you have on hand, bread and juice or water, whatever you have, so that when we come to that part of the service, you can participate along with us. So friends, let's turn and greet those that are worshiping online this morning. <laughs> Good morning. And welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. I have a couple of things I need to let you know about as we begin our worship. First of all, in your bulletin today, you'll find a little insert that looks like this. It's a little green insert with um, four questions on it. And this is the beginning of our strategic planning process. Many of you were here last Sunday and stayed after worship for the beginning session in which you shared the answers to these questions with each other. And so if you weren't there, especially, we want to capture your input as well. So fill this out if you would. Drop it in the offering plate today and we will add your input into that of others. You'll be seeing these questions in a variety of forms and other opportunities for you to participate because we really are trying to make this planning process one that is collaborative amongst us all. I invite you to fill out the Connect card. It's a QR code in your bulletin, and there are some physical cards in the pews as well, particularly if you have a prayer request so that I can be in prayer for you with some specificity this week. And now, if you would rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. We are branches rooted in the vine of Christ. We come because we seek to abide in Christ. The branches that remain in the vine bear much fruit. We come because we long to be spiritually vibrant, alive, productive. If we abide in Christ, then Christ's words will abide in us. We come because we strive to be faithful disciples. We gather for worship now to the glory of the one God, 
creator, redeemer, sustainer. May we grow wildly as God tends us lovingly. And now my friends, as we gather on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, let us reconcile our hearts to God and one another with the passing of the peace. The peace of Christ be with you all. And also with you. Peace be with you.
like to invite the young folks in the congregation to come and join me here. How fabulous. If you want to just sit down on the rug right here, because you are also nimble, you can sit and get up again without calling the fire department. So, God bless you. Uh, I have something here that um, I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about. Can you tell everybody what is in this bowl? Goldfish. Goldfish. Yes, goldfish crackers. And what's in my hand here? Drink. Yeah. It's sparkling water. That's right. So I was thinking that these might make great elements or great things for us to use for communion today. What do you think? Should we use goldfish crackers to remind us of Jesus' body and blood and love? Yeah, you think it'd be okay? And how about, should we use sparkling water to remind us of Jesus' love poured out for us? You're, you're not too convinced, are you? <laughs> so tell me, what do you think we should use? Grape juice and, and bread. That's what we normally use, isn't it? And you know what? That's up there on the altar because we are going to have communion today. And normally we use bread to remind us of Jesus' body. And we use grape juice to remind us of Jesus' blood and, and the love that he shared with us by giving himself for us. But you know what? It probably doesn't matter. We could probably still have communion if all we had were goldfish crackers and sparkling water. We could even have communion if all we had were Hershey's Kisses. Ooh, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And maybe some milk to wash them down with. Yeah, yummy. Because really what the elements are is not as important as what the message is. And the message of communion is that Jesus loves all of us. And that Jesus loves us so much that Jesus is still with us. And that Jesus is with us to support us and to guide us and to help us to love other people. So you know, there are probably people in this world that don't have bread or grape juice or grape, even goldfish crackers and sparkling water. And yet they have us. And we can be like Christ's body for them if we share Jesus' love with them. Well, let's all remember that as we come to the table today. And hopefully when you take the bread and you take the cup, you'll remember that you're taking Jesus' love and that you can then share that love with all the world. Let's pray. Repeat after me if you would. Dear God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus and for all the ways we can share his love. And all God's children said, amen. Thanks for coming up. We do have some folks in the library 
if you would like to go do some crafts, but if you'd rather stay here in the sanctuary, you are very welcome to do that. Be the 
introduction uh, to the scripture which Danny will read for us today. Comes from the gospel according to John, the 15th chapter. Now, many scholars believe that the gospel of John was written for a Christian community near the end of the first century common era. This was a community experiencing growing persecution by the Roman Empire and serious conflicts within the Jewish synagogue. So it was essential for these Christians to support one another. And John's gospel is full of encouragement to them to stay connected to Christ and connected to each other. The passage which we will hear read today is included in the Last Supper section of John's Gospel. It's meant to be a part of Jesus' farewell speech to his disciples. And in it, Jesus first identifies himself as the true vine and God as the gardener. Now there is a long history of understanding God as the gardener of Israel. You find that imagery in several of the Hebrew scriptures, most notably in the book of Isaiah. And in that imagery, we also have the history of envisioning Israel as God's vineyard. But here in this passage, Jesus takes that historical imagery and shifts it when he says that he, Jesus, not Israel, is the vineyard that will produce fruit for the gardener who is God. And then Jesus goes on to identify the disciples, all of us who follow Jesus, as branches of the vine. And of course, the purpose of the branches is ultimately to bear fruit. Now, bearing fruit does not create disciples, but rather our fruit reveals us as followers of Jesus when we stay connected, when we abide in Christ and understand our dependence upon that connection. And then our text today ends with Jesus restating his purpose in the form of a promise. He says, I've told you all of this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Let's listen now as Danny reads the scripture for us. Uh, 
Good morning, church. My name is Denny Balascio. Please rise in whatever ways are meaningful to you for the reading of the scripture. As Pastor Donna said, this scripture is from John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. He removes any of my branches that don't produce fruit, and he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already trimmed because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dried up. Those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit, and in this way prove that you are my disciples. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you, and your joy will be complete. For the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation. and peace to you from God and from Jesus Christ who calls us together this day. 
When I was a young pastor two or three years ago, just out of seminary and serving my first appointment to two very small, very rural churches in Southwest Oregon, every time we celebrated communion, I was irritated. I was annoyed with some of the people that I served. You see, in one of those two churches, particularly, Dick might appreciate this, people would come to the communion rail at the front of the church where they would kneel, and I would go down the rail offering each person a piece of communion bread, followed by a layperson with a cup. Now, what bothered me was not the kneeling, and it was not the elements of bread and juice. What got to me was the chatting. Invariably, half a dozen or so folks would want to have a little chat with me as I served them. <laughs> Sometimes they would just say, thank you. You know, like you would say thank you to someone for passing you the gravy for the mashed potatoes. And sometimes they would comment on the sermon that was just preached. <laughs> sometimes they would tell me they particularly liked my shoes that day, or they thought my hair looked nice, or they would say something like, oh, didn't Emma Jean do a nice job with the flowers today? <laughs> now, like I said, this really bothered me. And I would think to myself, what is wrong with these people? Don't they know that this is a high, holy, sacred moment? That it's a serious spiritual thing? What's with all the chit-chat? Well, when I left that appointment and became the associate pastor in Newburgh, Oregon, I carried my judgmentalism about communion and what I thought was appropriate at the table. I carried all of that with me until one Sunday when I was driving down to church, listening to the radio as I drove. And it happened to be in the summer when the Home Builders Association was advertising for folks to come to their street of dreams, model homes built with all the newest gadgets and high-end finishes all on one street. And as the association encouraged folks to buy tickets to take the tour, they used an old Eurythmic song, the beginning of which goes something like this. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I've traveled the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Well, that hit me right between the ears. We all come to the communion table with our own sweet dreams. It's true, you could travel the world, you could sail the seven seas and you would find out that everybody is looking for something. So who am I to disagree with your dream, much less with the way that you dream it? A few years ago, I went to visit friends in Atlanta and I went with them to their United Methodist Church on Sunday morning. Well, now it happened to be a communion Sunday, so I went, along with my friends and others around us, up to the front of the church to receive communion. And then I knelt for a few moments in prayer at the communion rail. 
And as I prayed, I listened to the music and I heard the pastors murmuring the body of Christ, the love of Jesus, the cup of blessing, until all of a sudden I realized it had grown very quiet. Cautiously raising my head, I looked around and discovered I was the only person left at the communion rail. All the elements had been replaced on the table. The leftover bread and juice had been covered. And the pastor and the 300 worshipers were waiting patiently for me to finish my prayers and return to my seat. <laughs> where my friends, of course, were collapsing in fits and giggles. Now, they could have told me that prayers at the rail were not the custom of that church. But then did it really matter? Did it really matter that my sweet dreams demanded a little time for reflection? Well, today we will once again come to the table together. And we will each of us bring our own sweet dreams in the particular ways that we dream them. And I, for one, am convinced God will not be offended by any of them. Because God knows everybody is looking for something. Everyone we meet at the table is looking for a connection to the divine that goes beyond our forms of worship or even the elements of the sacrament. Everybody is looking for release from the fears and anxieties that bind us, looking for relief from the resentment and the animosity that divide us, looking for freedom from the loneliness which so often threatens to undo us. Everybody is looking for the hope of a love that heals us. Everybody is looking for the joy that goes beyond mere happiness and is not dependent on the circumstances of any given moment. When we come to communion, what matters is not the form of the or the substance of it. What matters is not how we celebrate, whether we pray or whether we chat or whether we silently receive and return to our seat. What matters is not how, but why we celebrate this feast. We come to the table to remember Jesus, his life and his death. We come to remember what happens to someone who breaks the rules for the sake of love. We come to remember that we are the body of Christ in this world, called to live and to risk for the sake of that love. We come to remember God's grace, which binds up the brokenhearted centers the marginalized, liberates the oppressed, and gives us all the fullness of joy Jesus promised. And we come to remember we are here together. Ross Gay, in his book, Inciting Joy, reminds us of our need for one another in this way. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you earn or stash or hoard or bunker up, no matter even your fleet of spaceships, 
You will never be self-sufficient or independent because nothing living is. Neither sycamore nor kelp, nor bacteria, nor bald eagle, nor coral, nor dandelion, nor orca, nor mosquito, nor leopard, nor chestnut, nor squash, nor deer tick, nor billionaire, nor moose, nor rose, nor orangutan, nor palm tree, nor mason bee, nor you, nor me. Nothing living is self-sufficient or independent. In addition to the fact that we all die, the most salient and unifying feature of the living is that we cannot survive without help. Whether you like it or not, you are the beneficiary of a largesse so large and so deep, you will never in one lifetime get to the bottom of it. Like it or not, you will never pay it back or settle it up, even if you devote your every waking second to the task. I said earlier that I don't think Jesus cares or God is offended by any of the sweet dreams we bring to the table today. But I do wonder this. I wonder if God cares if we eat the broken bread, but are not willing to admit to those parts of our own lives where brokenness persists. The promises we have broken, the relationships we have, been, we have given up trying to mend, the fears which have broken our peacefulness, the pain which breaks our spirits even as it ravages our bodies. I wonder if God is troubled when we drink or dip into the cup of blessing, but refuse to offer blessing to others. I wonder if God grieves when we commune at the foot of the cross, but neglect to see its similarity to the lynching tree. I wonder if God weeps if we walk away from this meal unchanged by it, untouched by grace, unmoved by joy. Live in me as I live in you, Jesus says, so that your joy may be full. Living in Christ means allowing ourselves to be dependent on Jesus and on each other. None of us comes to the table alone, and none of us can walk away from it all on our own either, because we need each other to recognize Christ at this table, where there is so much joy. There is joy at this table, and in Christ, it's joy to go. It is joy to go wherever you go. Thanks be to God. Amen.
As always, in the back of the bulletin, there is a list of prayer concerns. And today, I want to offer one um, slight, well, not slight, major change to that list. You'll find that we were asking prayers of healing and support for Donovan Cleveno. He did pass away on Thursday night this week. And so we lift up Donna and all the family and friends mourning Donovan this day. A memorial service will be scheduled during the month of August, so watch your bulletin announcements and e-news for that date. And now, my friends, let us pray. Almighty God, source of all that is, giver of every good gift, you create all people in your image and call us to love one another as you love us. As we celebrate the independence of this nation, let us not forget our dependence on you and on one another. We confess that we have failed to honor you when we imagine ourselves to be self-sufficient, apart from our need for one another in the great diversity of the human family. We have desired to live in freedom, and yet we build walls between ourselves and others. We have longed to be known and accepted for who we are, all the while making judgments of others based on the color of skin or the shape of features or the varieties of human experience. We have tried to love our neighbors individually while yet benefiting from systems that hold those same neighbors in oppression. Forgive us, holy God. Give us eyes to see you as you are revealed in all people and strengthen us for the work of reconciliation rooted in love, for the ongoing and still unfinished work of liberty and justice for all. Restore us in your image to be beloved community. This day we lift to those in need of healing and prayer support. We offer to you Cheryl Kirchner and Michael Wallace. We lift up Bill Morrison and Linda Berg's family members, Debbie, Andy, and Ted. We pray for Keith and Karen Score, for Floyd Barker and Pat Beaudry and Pat's friend Mike. We lift up Bev Kafurik and Bob Dixon, Deborah Lester's family, Donna and Bill. We pray for Roxine Kellogg and Judson Samuel, for Kelly Radcliffe's Uncle Johnny. We lift to your care Janet Rowe and June White and David Dean's friend, Rachel, and Linda Gucher's granddaughter, Carolyn Joe. We pray for Deborah Moritz and her brother, David, for Howard Laney and Peggy Cousins' brother, George. We lift to you as well this day those who are grieving. We pray for Donna Cleveno and all those mourning Donovan and for those who grieve for Andrew Hersey. Help us to surround all these we have named 
and those we hold closest to our own hearts with care. Help us to help each other abide in the love Christ offers and in the joy Christ promises. For it is in your holy name we pray. Amen. As a boy, I grew up in a conservative Baptist church. And part of the worship in the church on Sundays, occasionally, was what was called the altar call. I see some nods. Some of you must have also experienced that. Um, essentially, the altar call uh, consisted of the pastor giving a lengthy, very emotionally laden appeal to come forward and rededicate one's life to Christ. When I became an Episcopalian, <laughs> I realized that Holy Communion is Christ's altar call to us, that Christ calls us, invites us, does not emotionally pressure us, but simply invites us to offer our lives to him so that he may fill our lives with his love and life in the bread and wine. So I was thinking about this a little more. I also felt that every time we place a gift in the offering plate, that is also responding to Christ's altar call. We are giving our lives, committing our lives, the fruits of our life and labor to Christ, to God, so that God can fill this church with his love and life and work through us. So I invite you to respond to Christ's altar call today. And if you are online, you may give today by pressing the give link button in the top right corner or you can go to edmundsumc.org slash give. You can also respond by mail by sending your checks to 828 Casper Street, Edmonds, Washington, 98020. Let us with gladness present the offerings of our life and of our labor unto the Lord.
Holy God, giver of all good gifts, accept these our offerings this day. Fill them with your love, with your spirit, that this church may continue to grow in serving you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. invite you to join us now in the liturgy for Holy Communion. You please stand. The Holy One be with you. And also with you. Open your hearts to the one who is love. We open our hearts to you, O God. Let us give thanks to the one who calls us together. To the one who welcomes us to the table. We give our thanks and praise. God, your invitation to come and feast in your presence is but a taste of the joy you extend to us every day. By your very nature, you are always searching for ways to connect us and connect with us. You meet us in the most ordinary places and make them sacred. By your grace, we come to recognize the holiness that dwells in the world around us, in our neighbors, and in the depths of ourselves. Therefore, we join our voices with your people on earth and all the company of heaven to praise you. Holy, 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 holy one, God, God of justice, love, and joy, heaven and earth are full of your wonder. Hosanna among us. Blessed are you, God, you welcome all who thirst for justice and hunger for love. You ask us to extend this welcome to all our neighbors. And yet, since our beginning, we have struggled to love as you love. And so, in your love for us, you took on flesh in Jesus. Through his life, you pointed to your presence on the margins. You revealed the sacredness of all life, and you showed us how to live together, even among the throes of destruction. Believing it could transform the world, Jesus proclaimed the good news. He called for captives to be set free. He spoke of the lowly being lifted up. He talked of sharing wealth and eradicating poverty. His commitment to practicing love knew no bounds not even the boundaries of death. On the night of his arrest, Jesus shared a meal with his companions. He took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his friends, saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the meal, Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to those same friends saying, this cup that is poured out is the new covenant of my love. As often as you drink of it, remember me. 
As we remember all that you, God, have done for us, we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ, Christ was, was birthed among us. Christ, Christ was, was killed among us. Christ, Christ rises again among us. us. Pour out your spirit on these gifts, O God. Make these ordinary elements into the sacred gift of your presence with us once more. May they awaken us anew to the everlasting invitation into a life of resurrection. Enliven us in our pursuit of a world in which all needs are met, power is balanced, and the worth of all creation is protected and celebrated. In our collective longing for the realization of your realm on earth, we join in the prayer of Jesus, saying, Our Father Father in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your Your kingdom kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Just a word of instruction. We will have two stations today. Uh, You're welcome to come forward and uh, you'll be given a piece of bread to dip into the cup and then return uh, by the side aisles to your seat. The ushers will help you know when it's your turn to come forward. We do have gluten-free elements that are available that will be in the center of the um, aisle here. I would invite the servers to come forward at this time. Stand the body of Christ. Amen. And the love of Christ given for you. Jane, the body of Christ and the love of Christ poured out for you. Amen. the body of Christ and the love of Christ poured out for you. I'll give to you. Oh, yes, thank you. The body of Christ, the bread of life. Amen.
Having been fed with the bread of life, let us offer together our prayer after communion. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mysteries in which you have given us to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. For the closing hymn today, you'll find these on the back of the bulletin. Uh, tonight is our first Sunday of the month foundry service. Where's David? Let's do it. It may just be David and me, but we're hoping that many of you will also take the time to come this evening at six o'clock right here in the sanctuary for some quiet prayer time and an opportunity to reflect a little more deeply on what it means to be Christ followers in this day. Um, also, you'll notice that uh, you can join members of the Pride of Edmonds on Tuesday for the 4th of July parade. And if you would like to uh, connect with a group to go together, Marlene Lund is your contact person. Marlene, wave your hand. Yeah, fabulous. So she can get you all hooked up. Um, VBS is coming up very soon, and there is a, uh, an opportunity for you to sign up to volunteer to help, help with Vacation Bible School. And there is a training for volunteers immediately after worship today or at 6 o'clock on Thursday. And um, I'm sure you will find this a very rewarding opportunity of volunteering. If you can't help in person, though, there's still a way that you can help by supporting this ministry by taking one of the tags off of the VBS wishing tree, which is in the narthex, and helping us with supplies. Um, let's see, the other thing that I need to make a, an announcement about is volunteering. Now, you hear this all the time from churches, right? And that's because volunteers are what make the church work. And now that we have um, one pastor appointed to serve here, we are particularly needing some volunteers, as you'll note, in worship. Um, if somebody would like to coordinate the acolyte schedule so that the children who want to acolyte have the opportunity to get back and do that, that would be fabulous. If somebody wants to help with liturgy, leading calls to worship and offertory prayers and the like, that would be fabulous because we're gonna need a liturgist every week. If someone would like to help by offering children's sermons, because you know, you're gonna get tired of hearing one voice over and over again ad nauseum. So if you can help with a children's sermon, and you, to volunteer does not mean you're signing your life away. And it does not mean you have to do this every Sunday. But if we have enough of us volunteering, it becomes a joy and a pretty easy thing to do. 
Um, if you would like to help volunteer in account in driving the van to bring folks to worship who can't get here uh, without that help, uh, that's another way that you can be an, an essential part of the lifeblood of this congregation. If you would like to volunteer to help provide nursery care, uh, right now we are without nursery care and we're having to scramble every Sunday to find folks who are background checked, who can either be in the nursery with the little tiny ones or in the library with the little older kids doing crafts. And you have lots of support, lots of folks helping you, but we definitely need your bodies. And it's a pretty simple thing to get a background check. Um, and I'm pretty sure that almost all of you would pass with flying colors. <laughs> so uh, again, not a lifetime commitment, but if you can help, please let me know. I will greatly appreciate it. Now, if we could stand in body or spirit for the closing hymn.
And now, my friends, let us go out to be God's people in all God's world. Let us go out to live in the joy that Christ has promised as we stay connected to Christ and to one another. And may God's peace go with us all. Amen. <laughs>